We're going to go out to Mobile One Hotline, bring in our man Tony Lombardi from RussellStreetReport.com. And his segment is brought to you none other than Rain-X Wipers. And today is a great day for Rain-X Wipers because they will outperform anybody else's wipers. Isn't that right, Tony? You got Rain-X on your car? Outperform the opponent, outperform the element. There you go. You came Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. All right, Tony, it's like we opened the show. It's kind of strange uh, for us to be doing a show where uh, Joe Flacco is not the quarterback. Yeah, not since, what, 2007? 2007, and then we came on the air in March of 2008 and started clamoring for them to to, uh, draft Joe Flacco, and he's been the quarterback as long as we've been on the coach's buzz. So it's not just John Harbaugh and Joe Flack. It's you guys. Too. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we're all in this together. So now half the town is blaming you, Coach Buzz, for Joe Flacco. Yeah. Hey, they can blame me. I'll take credit for Joe anytime, wouldn't you, Tony? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring I think Tony I lost back. Tony. We're gonna bring Tony back. That's why we started talking about this. half. Half. Well, you know what? If you can satisfy, some people didn't like that. Half. But if you can, if you can satisfy half, I think it was kind of split. You had. 25% that wanted Bowler, 25% mm-hmm. wanted uh, Troy Smith, and 50% with Flacco. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 0.93% and... wanted Bowler. <laughs> that was that, that. must have been the 0.93% that, that... Do we have Tony back? ...that cheered when he went down. No, when that's he got the injured. point. That was the 99.8% <laughs> yeah. that cheered when he went down. Nah, you, yeah. nah it, was it, was, small. it was 50. All right, yeah. we have Tony back on the Mobile One hotline, right, Tony? I'm back, and we were talking about Joe Flacco and the Ravens and how different goes tonight when Matt Schaub's under center. And it hasn't been since Troy Smith was under center when the Steelers gifted the Ravens a win back in 2007. Right. They could, go, they could climb to 5-11. and 11. Boy, it's, it's interesting how similar these seasons are. Oh, in yeah. 2000, in 2007, there was a lot of promise because the Ravens, when they closed up 2006, had, you know, Steve McNair not laid an egg in that game against the Colts. The, the, the Ravens were the hottest team going at that time. That's and right. So, so 2007 seemed like it was going to hold a lot of promise for the Ravens, just as 2015 seemed to. But as we've seen, crazy things can happen in the NFL. Well, McNair, and then, and then. McNair got hurt in the first quarter in Cincinnati, and then Bowler took over. And it, and it was not a... And then actually, that the the way that game ended, Bowler threw a pass to Heap for a touchdown that was then called back for offensive pass interference, and then we went on to lose that game. And then the season just. Now did Troy Smith tanked. win the game in in Miami? Wasn't there some? What was was or he? No, that think. was no. He, he wanted the that's the one where he wanted to go for go for the uh, fourth and one, right? And we kicked a field goal or something. It was fourth of a foot, and we took the field goal. Yeah. And, and that was the only game Cam Cameron won as a head coach. Yeah. Didn't we lose that's in a, overtime? No, we no. won that game. I would, no, we did no, not. No, he did. He won that. Yeah, you're right. Lost. That's the only game, Coach. You're exactly right, Tony. I just had my uh, coordinator mixed up there. So now to, tonight, we're going at, at this with uh, with Matt Schaub, um uh, Terrence, Terrence West, Buck Allen, Kamir Aiken, uh, Chris Givens. The offensive line is going to be your hero, James Hurst. We're going to have Urchel, Jensen. I, 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 
Do we have a chance? I mean, is it, or, or is Cleveland just as JV as we are right now? Ooh, that's a nice one. Ooh, that was like that. I did. Yeah, they're. I think the Ravens a little bit more JV-ish than even the Browns. I mean, the <laughs> Browns are five-point favorites. Ooh, when that change? That has been climbing since yesterday. Yeah, okay. I was going to say Saturday it was pretty close, wasn't it? One day. It opened up, as, last week it opened up as a point and a half, or earlier in the week, a yeah. point and a half, and now it's at five. That shows you what Johnny Manziel can do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I would check some uh, referee bank accounts as we move forward. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, the only thing consistent about the the NFL is the referees get worse every week. Although this week we got the, a new guy. He's only been in the league two years and somehow became yeah. a, a, a head official in in two seasons, I believe. That's your favorite topic, Miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> let's get back to actually the game. So, yeah, right. Will the will the offensive line? Be able to to, to protect Schaub because if Schaub goes if Schaub goes down, uh, is it still Sam Cook? No, we signed no, we, uh, 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 Notre Dame quarterback. Uh, yeah, um, Jimmy Clausen. Yeah, Jimmy Clausen. All right, so Sam Cook's still the backup quarterback. Clausen. Clausen, he's a journeyman. I mean, how, he started two no, no, games. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, how, how, is it? Like I, I'm trying to look at a glass half full that we're a couple plays from being five and five, but when I look at see who's taking the field tonight, and and then I like you know we activated Caleb Johnson and uh, and wide receiver Daniel Brown. I mean, I'm like, how do we compete tonight? Well, like you said before, the Cleveland Browns are pretty bad too, and the offensive line that left side is going to be key because. If I'm Mike Pettin, and Mike Pettin's got a pretty good defensive mind, I've got to be doing some things to disguise my looks pre-snap and whatnot on that side with blitz packages to try to create confusion over there because Ursula's going to be making the calls, I'm assuming, unless Yonda's handling that too. But Ursula's probably going to be making those calls, and Ryan Jensen doesn't have a lot of experience, particularly on the road against you know a division rival. And you've got James Hurst over there, so it's going to be loud for those guys, particularly if they let the Cleveland Browns have their way early on. And a lot of blitz packages. And Matt Schaub, I would be challenging him, too, because you don't know what kind of rapport he has with these receivers. And I'd want to look at that real early if I was Mike Pettin and challenge it because, you know, if he doesn't have that kind of rapport to hit hot reads and whatnot, then it's going to be a long day. But I would expect that the Ravens come out really focused on establishing the run because I think that will help Matt Schaub out tremendously. And the Browns are, the last time I checked, there's only 32 teams in the league, and they're they're 32nd against the run. And weren't they, though, when we played them the first time, weren't they last yeah, in the league? Yeah, we didn't run the ball, and right? We, and, yeah, we we didn't really challenge them. We ran them. the ball 11, 11 times time. in the right. first half the last time. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess conventional thinking is you're go- they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and then run the ball. But do you think Tressman out tries to outthink himself and throws the ball, throws the ball, throws the ball, throws the ball? <laughs> he might. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> a, that's what he did last time. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what. Hey, that brings up an interesting point, and I want to talk to you about Tony. Tony, you, did you catch last night's game with um, with Kubiak calling the plays last night? I did. Okay. Now, we watched constantly how they ran the ball last night throughout and how well they did. Why does it seem that when coordinators come in and what they're known for, 
they get here and everything changes, and then it, it seems like then, then Kubiak figured it back out when he got back out there. I'm just trying to fi- figure out what goes on within the Ravens system that makes what these coordinators are known for kind of like just doesn't seem to happen. And, and running the ball is a great example, um, and some of Tressman's play calling doesn't seem to match what he's done in the past. Well, Tressman really is known for uh, setting up the run with right. the pass. So he's he's been pass-happy. That's the way he was in Chicago. I know Matt Forte had a lot of complaining to do when Tressman left, saying that we weren't using the running backs and the running game the way we should have been. It was a second. It was an afterthought, and it's kind of been that way so far in 2015 for the Ravens. And, and I wonder, you know, in you'll hear it a little bit in the word on the street, but you know, I, I wonder if John Harbaugh and Mark Tressman are on the same page because this doesn't seem to be the kind of offense the Ravens want to put out there on the field. But that said, I mean, he's only got so many cards to deal with with this this offense. Yeah, he's got all all these undrafted free agents that play wide receiver. And now he's down to a rookie running back. He's got three tight ends that collectively have played 44 total NFL games. And he's got, you know, Matt Shaw back there. So I I don't know what, you know, looking at last year, Matt uh, Kubiak was looked as a godsend. He had the 12th-ranked offense. This year the Ravens are 11th-ranked in offense. And and Tresman's got nothing to work with, yet people want to villainize or victimize Mark Tresman. That's a, that's a that's an excellent point actually because the, the he did have one really one b- bad game I forget in the early part of the season Tressman had a he did, hor- horrible game the, the but since then oh yeah week now to go switch over switch gears a little bit to the defense you're going up against uh, Josh McNown who kind of. Lit the Ravens, not kind of lit the Ravens up. He, he lit them up. He lit the Ravens up for like career and franchise numbers uh, last time we faced him. Why would we expect anything less to happen tonight? Well, I think that they learned something from last time. And that the thing that really opened things up for the Browns was Gary Barnage just having his way with the Ravens linebackers. I think they'll do a, little, a few different things this time, particularly because. Their the only receiver that they've got out there that's a, of the in their top three is Benjamin right now. He'll be playing tonight. But the other two guys, uh, they they're uh, Watkins and uh, what's the Gabriel? Those two guys are 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 out tonight. So with those guys being out, I think that enables the Ravens to roll coverage a little bit more towards Barnage, who had 139 yards against the Ravens in that opening game, and he could catch the balls with his knees and all those types yeah, of things. Yeah, right. So I think that they'll be able to press on those guys a little bit more. I think tonight will be more difficult for Josh McNown than it was the first time around, but that said, he could have 25% fewer yards and still have a good game you know, right. relative to what he did last time. And isn't Joe Hayden out on defense for him tonight? Does that give the Ravens a little bit more opportunity on offense or – or we just kind of we are what we are on offense. Well, I mean, Joe Hayden is a guy who's being paid as an elite corner, and he hasn't really played that way this year. He's he's been really off, but he's out with a concussion. So I would think anytime you weaken an opponent's depth, it gives you somewhat of an advantage. But you know, I don't think you're going to see a pass happy Matt Schaub unless they establish the running game, and I think that's really paramount for the Ravens. 
And now we got news last night that the Ravens Seahawks game got flexed to 1 p.m. Uh, in two weeks. Uh, do you recall another time in Ravens history that we've been f- that we were flexed out of a game out out of a, a national game? I think it did happen one before, time. I think, but I don't think it was because the Ravens were bad. I think it was because their opponent was yeah. bad. Uh, but. But I don't blame them. I'm, I'm no, glad I, they're not going to yeah, be on me too. TV. I, I hope they flex us when we play the Steelers. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless something dramatic changes between now and uh, uh, December 27th, I, I I'm on board with that. Flex us out. Play play that game at one o'clock and and get that game over with and get January third over with and let's uh, focus on, on the, the draft, draft and the free agency <laughs> and re-signing Flacco and and all that kind of stuff. I know some of the the Ravens fans that are outside of the area that do not have direct TV, they are a little upset about the flexing because that's the opp- their opportunity to see them, you know, on, on national TV and not have to worry about, you know, catching it after the fact and whatnot. But they'd have but, to go look at the IR list to actually go see the Ravens, <laughs> right? That's true. Speaking yeah. of that, you know, my, my son Tyler did a piece this week on our state where he went through uh, all the injuries, and he itemizes all the injuries and all the players who are no longer with the Ravens. And of the the cap, the total cap number, which I'm going to just ballpark at 145 million, 42.3 percent of that number is watching the game right now. They're either on injury reserve or no longer with the team. And then, how much is dead money that they're carrying on? You know, other guys that aren't aren't with the team right now. There was like 40 something million that was IR and the balance of like 21 million was dead. Oh, yikes. That's a lot. How can you call 21 million dead? <laughs> that is a lot of money. That's a- they, could, they could get all of us for that kind of money. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony, do you have a, a prediction for tonight? I do. It's that's not high. good. <laughs> I'm hoping that maybe I can pull out some of that 2014 magic where I pick against them and they actually win. Yeah. But, you know, every I, I'm like one of those people that with every win, there's it's a loss because that's just one further notch down, down, the, down in, the, in the draft. Train, right? and, and I hate, people say, well, that's a defeatist attitude. But I, I think it's having a long-term outlook versus a short-term outlook. And, and you know, I just want to see these guys play hard get some experience for the younger guys because those guys that are, that are younger and next year hopefully they're not um, number one on the depth chart or number two or three but that makes your your depth more qual- higher quality and if you have that then when you do have injuries these guys have experience and I think that helps the team in the long run so I just want to see them play hard and get experience but all that said you know I think a loss is a win in, in the long term and I'm going to predict a loss for the Ravens tonight I think that they'll control McCown a little bit more but it won't be enough to win the game because they're not, they're not going to have enough offense. I'm going to say it's going to be the Browns 23, Ravens 20. All right, Tony. We will talk to you next week after they play Miami. How about that? And I'll be there. All right. So you'll be talking to us from Miami, or will you be back? Uh, we, I can do that. We All right. That. Talk gotta to warm, us. Gotta warm the bones a little bit, Coach. All right. Uh, I'll, so I'll Coach convince you to stay one more day. Yeah. Is what happened. <laughs> Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, I think yeah, I just heard it right yeah, on the radio. Yeah. Let's go for two. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tony, enjoy the trip here. All right.
Thanks, guys. All right. That was Tony Lombardi brought to you by his Russell Street report on our show, The Coach's Buzz, is brought to you by Rain-X Wipers. They outperform the opponents and the elements.